0: Deuteronomy chapter 11. And if I were to give this one a title, it would simply be obedience brings confidence. Obedience brings confidence. And I love this idea of Moses is just constantly trying to encourage this young nation to trust and obey the Lord and just continuing to give them different reasons. It's because you're the object of his love and it's because it's for your benefit and just all these different things. It's like, What can I do to get you just to obey God? And so we're going to jump into that in just a few moments. But as always, like what you're doing here, like what we're doing here, like just you know what I'm trying to say, all the different things. All right. I keep on getting a uh, tongue tied all day today. So the, do the YouTube thing, do the podcast thing, but then also go to our Facebook group, Bible breakdown discussion. And let's talk about it. Let's talk about the idea of what it means to walk with confidence that you know that God is moving in your life. You know, everything may not be okay, but it's going to be okay because God is moving in my life. And that's what Moses is doing here. Remember the book, you know, the title Deuteronomy means second law. And so Moses uh, is, this is a collection of his sermons. He's about to die. He's not going to be able to go into the promised land, but he is wanting to send them off ready to go. Let's do this. We got this. These are your marching orders. So let me tell you the story all over again about God's faithfulness. And so, a few chapters back, he starts off with the foundation, the 10 commandments. This is how you walk in this world. The first five are how you relate to God, the second five are how you relate to his people. And so, he's like, now you have the foundation, everything is going to flow from that. And so, he talks about you add to that your faithfulness to it, and then this, and then that. And he's just continuing to talk about if you will be faithful to the Lord. I know God is going to take care of you. And so he's going to say even more of this today. And I love how he is going to say you must obey his commandments because they're going to give you the strength to do what he's called you to do. So I want us to jump into this together and just listen where he talks about the blessings of obedience. So if you have your Bibles open, your NLT, New Living Translations, open to Deuteronomy chapter 11, got your cup of coffee ready. <clears throat> Let's jump into this together. You must love the Lord your God and always obey His requirements, decrees, regulations, and commands. Keep in mind that I am not talking now to your children who have never experienced the discipline of the Lord your God or seen His greatness and His strong hand and powerful arm. They didn't see the miraculous signs and wonders He performed in Egypt against Pharaoh and all his land. They didn't see what the Lord did to the armies of Egypt and their horses and chariots. How he drowned them in the Red Sea as they were chasing you. He destroyed them and they have not recovered to this very day. Pause. So he's saying is, is notice that Egypt has never been the same. So you, you got to see God decimate their finest Calvary and they're they still haven't recovered after tangling with God. <laughs> so I love that idea. Verse five, your children didn't see how the Lord cared for you in the wilderness until you arrived here. They didn't see what he did to Dathan and Abiram, the sons of Eliab, a descendant of Reuben. When the earth opened its mouth and the Israelite camp was, has swallowed them along with their households and tents and every living thing that belonged to them, but you have seen the Lord perform all these mighty deeds with your own eyes. Now, pause for a moment. This is something that is so very important to anybody who is not a kid. <laughs> I have heard people say so many times, man, I remember when God did these great things before. I wish he would do them again. And they love to reminisce about things they saw when they were, when they were younger. That is absolutely wonderful. Here's the catch, though that God did those things, but God wants to do those things again for the young people alive now. So our job, for those of us who are old enough to have those before memories, it's important for us to not live back there, but to provide environments for the next generation to have their own encounters with God. So I want to encourage anybody who would consider yourself to not be a kid anymore, to yes, remember the good old days, but live remembering that today is... What will someday be somebody else's good old days. So live in a way to create environments for people to experience God today like you did yesterday. All right, let's move forward. Verse eight, therefore, be careful to obey every command I am giving you today so that you may have strength to go in and take over the land you are about to enter. If you obey, you will enjoy a long life in the land the Lord swore to give your ancestors and to you, their descendants, a land flowing with milk and honey. For the land you are about to enter and take over is not like the land of Egypt from which you came, where you planted your seeds and made irrigation ditches with the foot as a vegetable garden. Rather, the land you will soon take over is a land of hills and valleys with plenty of rain, a land that the Lord your God cares for. He watches over it through each season of the year. If you carefully obey the commands I am giving you today, and if you love the Lord your God and serve Him with all your heart and soul, then He will send the rains in the proper seasons, in the early and the late rains, and you can bring in your harvest of grain, new wine, and olive oil." He will give you lush pasture land for your livestock, and you yourselves will have all you want to eat. But be careful. Don't let your heart be deceived so that you turn away from the Lord and serve and worship the other gods. If you do, the Lord's anger will burn against you. He will shut up the sky and hold back the rain, and the ground will fail to produce its harvests. Then you will quickly die in that land, that good land that the Lord is giving you. So commit yourselves wholeheartedly to these words of mine, tie them onto your hands, and wear them on your foreheads as reminders. Pause. So what he's saying is, is he is saying, the reason why you obey is because they're going to give it's going to give you strength and it's going to give you confidence that the Lord is going to do great things for you and he's saying and it's not going to be like back in Egypt and that dry icky you know climate where you have to be so very careful actually this is a good area with hills and valleys and so it's going to work in your favor and then i wanted to add this where he says to make sure that when you do this and you commit yourself wholeheartedly that you wear them on your foreheads as reminders they actually had these things a lot of um pharisees would take this to the, the furthest extreme and they would have these little boxes and they would literally write pieces of the law and they would wear them as headbands around on their heads just as a, uh, a physical reminder of God's law. So they would take it super, super far to do this. But that's not what Moses was saying. You don't actually literally have to wear it on your body, on your person. But he's saying is like it should be that close to you where you're constantly thinking and meditating on God's word. Verse 19 says, teach them to your children. Talk about them when you're at home and when you're on the road and when you're going to bed and when you're getting up. Write them on the doorposts of your house and on your gates so that as long as the sky remains above the earth, you and your children may flourish in the land that the Lord swore to give your ancestors. Pause again. Notice that he said, the reason why you're going to flourish is because you know and obey God's word. We need to make sure we pause on that for just half a second because there are some people that they think that God blesses them. Just cause, you know, I just, cause, cause I'm a me, <laughs> I'm me. So bring it to me. <laughs> you know, that is not how this thing works. God is not interested in right in rising up spoil kids. A spoiled kid is someone who gets everything just cause, you know, maybe you're a spoiled kid and you can't even imagine the idea of having a chore when you grew up. That's you. Well, praise the Lord. <laughs> I wouldn't like that. I grew up having chores, and I actually didn't get paid for my chores. Uh, my chores was just the uh, price you pay to live in the family, right? And that's kind of the way God, is. He's like, God God says, I want to bless you so much, but my blessings aren't free. Now, in the New Testament, we realize that salvation is free. Freedom is an opportunity. And we take that opportunity by walking in the goodness and the plan and obeying God's word and what that's what God is saying here to these old Testament people. You want to have everything I want you to have me too. I want you to have it. So do what I say. So we have to make sure that God's promises are not on default. You don't get to, you know, in, in God's economy, you don't get a trophy for showing up. You get a trophy for playing the game by the rules. All right. Verse 22. Be careful to obey all these commands I am giving you. Show love to the Lord your God by walking in His ways and holding tightly to Him. Verse 23, Then the Lord will drive out all the nations ahead of you, though they are much greater and stronger than you, and you will take over their land. Wherever you set foot, that land will be yours. Your frontiers will stretch from the wilderness in the south to Lebanon in the north, and From the Euphrates River in the east to the Mediterranean Sea in the west, no one will be able to stand against you, for the Lord your God will cause the people to fear and dread you, as he promised wherever you go in the whole land. Look, today I am giving you the choice between a blessing and a curse. You will be blessed if you obey the commands of the Lord your God that I am giving you today. But you will be cursed if you reject the commands of the Lord your God and turn away from him and worship gods that you have known, that you've not known before. When the Lord your God brings you into the land and helps you take possession of it, you must pronounce the blessing at Mount Gerizim and the curse at Mount Ebal. These two mountains are west of the Jordan River in the land of the Canaanites who live in the Jordan Valley near the town of Gilgal not far from the oaks of more uh, morea <laughs> Mor- morea for the lord for you are about to cross the jordan river to take over the land the lord your god is giving you when you take that land that you are living in you must be careful to obey all the decrees and regulations that i am giving you today now two things i want to talk about and then we'll pray first of all i was jumbling up my words a little bit because i came across Verse 29, Mount Ebal. Now, the reason why that just blew my mind is God actually says when he brings you into the land, at the end of verse 29, pronounce curses at Mount Ebal. In other words, just like curses against these other people. Now, the reason why that's a big deal is just recently, as of this recording, as a matter of fact, if you wanted to go into Google and type out recent archaeological discoveries of curse at Mount Ebal, there have been just recently some pottery made, where are discovered where they had uh, curses by the people who serve Yahweh at Mount Ebal. So even just recently, they have discovered where the nation of Israel did this. When they went and took over, they went to Mount Ebal and they proclaimed the curses that God had called them to do. Now. That, I know you're like, well, yeah, it's in the Bible, but that is powerful to people who are constantly trying to say, well, if God really did this, well, where's all the proof in archaeology? Well, there's a whole lot of things that we hadn't dug up yet. And just recently they have discovered that not only did God truly tell them to do this, but they did it. So it's just absolutely powerful throwing that in there. Okay. Second thing is this. Notice how Moses is constantly telling them. You know, the verse we read at the end, you have a choice between life or death. Please choose life. Well, notice how he says you have a choice to make between blessing and cursing, between the blessings of God and living without the blessings of God, or should I say living with the blessing of God and living under the judgment of God. Did you, know you have a choice in that? Like you have a choice whether or not now you, know, you can be under the blessing of God and still have bad days. You know, you can, you can have a nice house and it still get rained on from time to time. That's just the way life is. But here's the thing. You can live under the blessing of God or the curses or the judgment of God. You get to choose. And the choice is through obedience. And that's why obedience brings confidence. When you obey the Lord, your God, to the best of your ability, does that mean you get it perfect all the time? Absolutely not. You ain't Jesus, (laughs) but if you're constantly working at it, consistently taking steps forward, you make a mistake, you bring it before the Lord. Because of, because of sin, You know, once you've given your life to Christ, sin doesn't break relationship with God, but it does separate fellowship from God. It causes us to draw away from the Lord. So we bring it back to Him. God, I'm so sorry. I just lied to that person. Will you forgive me? You go and you make it right if you can. When you are constantly in obedience to the Lord to the best you can, then there is a confidence that, you know what? I may not be perfect, but I'm moving in the right direction. And when you do that, you're under the blessing and protection of the Lord. Now the opposite. You choose not to obey the Lord. You choose to go your own way. You choose to do it your way and not his way. Well, then you're under the judgment of God. And you can have confident confidence in knowing that that's true. <laughs> so don't choose judgment. Choose confident hope because you are obeying God's word. And that is not simplistic, but it is that simple in Jesus' name. Let's pray. Father, thank you so much for your goodness, your mercy, your kindness. I'm thankful that you are for us and not against us. My prayer is today that we will choose life in everything we do. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. God's word says in Deuteronomy 30, today I have given you the choice between life and death. Choose life. You can make this choice by loving the Lord your God, obeying Him, and committing yourself firmly to Him. My prayer is today that you will choose life. And I will see you tomorrow for Deuteronomy chapter 12.